0: Hello and welcome to the Perth to Paisley podcast. This is episode number 34, or is it 33, or is it 32? Because to be honest, you could just play back those two episodes and you'd get the exact same kind of chat from us as Hearts have recorded their third consecutive one-all draw in the Scottish Championship. I am one of your hosts, Daniel McIver, and as ever, I'm joined by the happy-go-lucky, really excited for this Adam Kennedy. Adam how are you doing?
1: Oh, absolutely fantastic mate after that intro. Thank thank you very much indeed for the kind <laughs> welcome. Um, I think we're just sort of becoming numb to the inevitable excitement turned disappointment that a Friday night fixture uh, involving Hartlepool United Football Club brings. Um, so what about you? How's your wee Stephen Presley?
0: See this is the thing. So to folk who haven't seen on my twitter if you don't have twitter or if you just haven't seen it uh, i in between the last episode and this episode uh, now have a pet snake and adam was very quick and many other hearts fans robert Borthwick, i'm speaking to you were very quick to be ah so your love for stephen presley has got to such levels that you've even got a pet one so first of all no he's not called stephen or Presley or Elvis, um he's doing very well. If you do follow me on Twitter, you'll have seen last night he thought my thumb was a mouse, and it took me five minutes to get him off. But <laughs> apart from that, it's going great, and he provides far more entertainment than Heart of Midlothian currently do. Well, As a I consolation, thought? at least that's that's, that's something. true. Yeah. I can watch him instead of the game. <laughs> can I come round? Yeah, sure, come on, I'll get everybody around. It'll be class. However, that's a good segue, because there is still ways for you to communicate with Hearts fans, even if it is just going, this is rubbish, isn't it? And it is the Big Hearts talk the tune calls. Still doing them, still going really successfully. We've started to see kind of a trend of regulars starting to come in, which is great, but obviously we're always welcoming to new people as well. If you fancy it, just having a laugh, Having a chat about hearts, but also just having a chat about anything. Adam, how have you been finding them this past week?
1: Yeah, great, mate. Like I say, it's just it's a it's a decent wee release, and I think it's the type of thing that you sort of take for granted, but you're really appreciative of. So yeah, I, it's only once once they're done, you're like, I really enjoyed that. So make sure you get yourselves along, and like like you say, it can be discussing literally anything, which is the best. But it doesn't have to be about hearts, although. It's a decent case of therapy to try and get your your Hearts-related anger off your chest.
0: Absolutely. So, all the information is in the description of the podcast, or you can go to Big Hearts on Facebook, Twitter, and their website for all the information. However, we do have to speak about a Hearts game, sadly. Uh, I've kind of forgotten most of it, but... Hearts did travel up to the Highlands on Friday night for their last game in February and their third of four that was on the BBC cameras. Uh, They've not been a good omen for us. However, we went up there in what has been dubbed the friendliest match in the Scottish Pyramid as, of course, Hearts fans and other fans sold just under 10,000 virtual tickets to the game. Uh, As we mentioned last week, obviously... John Robertson did unfortunately have to miss it due to family grievances however Neil McCann stepped in the dugout Robbie Nielsen was also not in the dugout as he was uh, kind of serving his second ban of his touchline ban and I think that's the most exciting aspect about the game the fact that neither manager was pitch side to see it but a big thing happened and that Robbie Nielsen named an unchanged side Adam
1: Yes he did I was I was startled I c- couldn't quite believe it I think <laughs> I've listened to you talking there and you say that you don't remember most of it that makes two of us and to be honest I don't think you can blame us because it was yet another drab you know understandard standard um, Hearts Affair so no just that, what is it about our, our incapability to perform on live television bar last season's Scottish Cup
0: and we beat Dundee 6-2, opening game of the season. And that. That feels like 10 years ago, doesn't it?
1: That feels like a lifetime ago.
0: It's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. However, yes, we did get into the game and in predictable fashion, Hearts went down pretty early to a goal that was scored by Myles Story in the most predictable Miles Story way possible. Uh, how did you see that opening kind of 10 minutes including the Inverness goal? Well, e- even sort of the, the team, I don't know, it just...
1: <sighs> Can I be honest, my, my annoyance came from the team first of all.
0: Um, I find it... Well, you got into an argument, didn't you? And I had to put out fires at a game. No,
1: I'd like to think it was a discussion between myself and, and Robert Borthwick. Um, but I find it absolutely incredible that Robbie Nielsen berates how poor we were in front of goal against Morton at Tynecastle, yet chooses the exact same starting eleven to take to the field against, in my eyes anyway, a, a harder opposition. I, I just can't get my nut round that at all. I mean, we scrape a draw against Morton thanks to the introduction of Big Nando, who crosses for the goal, and the goal scorer himself, Jamie Walker and yet neither start. Um, I also find it, you know, incredible that I criticised Stephen Naismith's inclusion and yet he was absolutely anonymous for large parts of the match. So how can a regular working class jambo from Pennycook like myself see that, but not the heart and Midlothian manager? In terms of the goal, I mean, it's not great. It, it, it's a pretty aimless ball to be honest from James Keatings and it's a weak mm-hmm. header from Michael Smith Craig Halk is nowhere near covering and then Miles story It's a decent finish past the all-nurshing Craig Gordon but I just I, I, my frustration was evident you know before kick-off
0: well I was firmly team Robert Borthwick in this argument I will say that now
1: there's a shock
0: go on yep absolutely but it made it made no sense to start Walker why not because he's been shit whenever he started
1: and Stephen <laughs> Naismith been...
0: hasn't no I would I wouldn't have started either of them <laughs> what would you have gone for <laughs> I would have went Mack and in the 10 Herring and Irving but then Big Pete's drafted him from the cold a
1: bit is he not I don't know if, right? I, 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 no well this is the thing I, I don't know what he's got to do to start either but in but, terms of what I'm, and we'll obviously talk about Saturday later on, I'm now starting to get to the stage where I've talked about Nandwele starting. Could boys slot in behind him if we're so persistent with a four-two-three-one?
0: Well, this is this is the thing. I don't think they will work together in a four-two-three-one because I don't. I know Nandwele and my thoughts on Nandwele have been very outspoken. He's now played five games, got four goal contributions. He's he's had a very good start. But I don't think you drop Boyce in that role as being the complete forward for a guy that's just come in. I know he's done well when he's come in, but I think Boyce has been our best player. Boyce has now played 16 games and got 15 goal contributions, 11 goals, 4 assists. I don't think you drop Boyce. People are going to get sick and tired of hearing it. And I'll go more in depth know, into it later. I know what's coming.
1: I know what's coming here. Is it a random formation that we've not played so far this season bar one game in the League Cup against Wraith Rovers at home?
0: Maybe it is. Right? There's Maybe a it pro- is. <laughs> There's that a random pro- formation worked the only time we've ever played it. Brilliant.
1: I, I knew I knew that was coming. What's that? That must be less than about 10 minutes on the clock and we've managed to, managed to have some 3-5-2 propaganda.
0: But so it's wait. because I'm, it's going to get less and less... In about four weeks' time, it's going to go, hello, welcome to the podcast, play 3-5-2. <laughs> that's what's going to end up happening. I'm not, I'm not even
1: sure what I want formation-wise, but I would like 2-up-top.
0: Because that's the thing. The only way I want to up top is in a 3 I don't want a four four two because I just don't think we have the players for it.
1: And I'm, I, I, I've I've got a team in mind for Saturday, but we'll get to that. We'll get.
0: To we that. will get to that. We will get to that. Um, I wanted to quickly mention, Michael Smith, he's had a bad February.
1: He's he's had a bad time it since he signed the new deal. To be honest, hasn't yeah. he? And you you could argue the same for for Stephen Kingsley. You know, I, the the frustration from me comes. It it is a. Poor goal to concede, but it's more so after what happens when we equalise because again, it's like it's like we're I don't want to say that we're content with a one-all draw, but there's we, we don't carve anything out to try and win the game until very late on in, in this circumstance.
0: I was about to say, yeah, I, I would have I, if you just left it as we didn't carve anything out, I would have felt a bit harsh, but yeah, we left it very, very yeah. late and it's to do so. It baffles
1: me, mate, and um, because. I don't know what I don't know whether this is absolute nonsense, but I wanted to sort of gauge this from you.
0: I've this got, will be absolute nonsense. <laughs> no, I, I'm saying this now.
1: <laughs> so I've got a little theory as to why why what's happening is happening. Oh, because God. no, he, just hear me out. Uh, journalists and sort of other outsiders talk about how we can't seem to to break teams down, that our opposition, you know, sitting against us and whatever. I just feel as though. Uh, uh, this is just my personal opinion if opposing teams were to nick points against us on a regular basis they'd be pressing us a lot more often and sort of looking to retrieve the ball back because we're so pro- prone to a mistake at the back it's unbelievable and I, I wanted to ask you why is that the case? because I see Mihai Popescu get a rough time on Twitter for the most part but I, that's just singling somebody out in my eyes
0: well, my opinion is that it's more emblematic of the team system in this 4231. So, when we get the ball in the 4231, Kingsley and Smith almost they don't cut in because often Smith and Kingsley are out balls, but often particularly Smith, you see cut in in the middle of the park. You saw it against Wraith for the first goal where he just drives into the middle plays a 1-2 with Boyce and he ends up in their 18 yard box is that just because nothing's on for
1: the most part though
0: well maybe that is that could be it where Smith just kind of takes it into his system but the reason I don't eh, takes it on himself sorry the reason I don't think that is the case is because the team works around it so when Smith drives because Popescu typically has been on the right hand side of the two this season um, when Smith kind of pushes forward, Popescu goes across to cover, and that just leaves giant, giant gaps in the middle of the park. We, we seem just completely scared to play the ball through the middle, We've been comp- we always go wide. The main thing was that on Friday night, everything was coming down the same one side, we never went out to the other. It was the left um, for the I,
1: most part, though, wasn't it? Yeah, Through absolutely. GMS and Kingsley. I it at, was. Do you think that Smith... Sorry, mate. Do you think that Smith sort of shifts inside because he's not that comfortable with Castanier or whoever's on the right-hand
0: side? It could be. Um, I, I will be honest. I can't remember if he did it as much when we had Janelli in front of him. I can't actually remember that to be
1: honest he's been doing that for ages anyway though no matter who's been on that flank or whoever's gaffer
0: he has which is why I think it is more emblematic that answers the question of why do we keep continually losing goals I'm not saying it's Smith's fault I'm saying we don't have the centre-halves to, to recover be able to, from these? to recover yeah, yeah absolutely okay. so you saw it with a goal we had the ball and then Papescu had driven it forward and lost the ball... So then Smith had to do the cover that Papescu normally does for him... And it was a simple ball over the top... And then it happened, as you said... It happened kind of a few times during the match... Where all they have to do is play a simple ball through the middle... And we just panic completely... And I think that's where the problem is... Because for most of the season I would see the... Like you said, people singling out Papescu on Twitter... I'd say a lot of the anger has come towards players in the middle of the park. Yes, we've had players like the four wingers, GMS, Castanier, Freer and Roberts, have had their critics and stuff like that, but people are just kind of like, in my opinion, people's approach to the wingers are just, oh, they're rubbish. They're rubbish, like. Whereas to Halliday, Irving, Popescu, Halkett, Walker, when he's played through the middle, and Naismith, it's more anger towards them because we look to them and going. You're meant to be the spine of the team, and we're often conceding through what is meant to be the strongest part. Why? Why do you think we're so
1: dismissive towards the white men then? Because it's amazing what Jordan Roberts can do with a bit of confidence. There he is scoring and assisting for Motherwell. Easter but wait, the now weekend. though.
0: Wait, the now though. Because he had a good game in the Dundee game where he got two assists as well. Well, I've seen no. some people be like, "That's true." He's class now. It's like, everybody's got to have a good game. Once once every so often, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Elliot Freer scored three this season. Like, that doesn't suddenly mean he's Uh, great. Did Elliot Freer not score
1: on his last appearance for us? And then he's just been totally omitted for whatever reason?
0: The last game I I remember him having any impact on was Aloha away, and he definitely scored. But I don't know if he then played after that. I'm I'm convinced he's not
1: since then. That's maybe one for, I don't know, the stat, statisticians or whoever, London Hearts and what have you. But I, I'm convinced I'm that's the case. I'm sure. I don't know why you... Uh, well, well, I, I have no doubt that we'll discuss the midfield because that, again, just seems to be the problem area for me. Well, well, this I say that. This is the thing. And it's centre-half. This is half. the thing.
0: Yeah. I think Halliday has been our worst signing of the season. <laughs> For one main reason, uh-huh. he's stayed in the team the whole season. So Freer and Roberts have been rubbish, but they're gone now. Roberts is away at a different club, and Freer seems to have just say been. Say with totally Josh Ginelli, outside. who's
1: obviously had his season cut short and whatever.
0: Yeah, and Ginelli had a great impact. Yeah. Popescu has been pretty rubbish, but Bera is worse, so we kind of have to play Popescu because we have no one else. Whereas Halliday has just, even though we have in my opinion, better players than him on the bench, for example on the bench on Friday night was Andy Irving and Peter Haring who are both better than him Andy Hally just inexplicably gets almost every game, even when we had Ollie Lee, it was Ollie Lee and Andy Hally, even though we've got Haring and Irving, Irving on the best for, he's been one of our best players this season I know Irving's not had a great couple of games but howardy I don't think has had a great I, I don't think he's had a run of two games where he's been good No, and you could
1: argue that he's performed in, in the bigger games better than the perceived weird ones I just I'd, again, I've said this before and I, it has to be the only logical explanation for me is the fact that Robbie has signed him so it's like mm-hmm. he sort of He's sort of proving to people why he signed him. I could not believe he stayed on the park for as long as he did before Andy Irving had to come on. You know, it's when we're crying out for that little bit of creativity, Irving's the only one, and now maybe Mac and F now as well. Halliday and um, Haring aren't creative influences, not in the same way that Irving and Mac and F are. So I can't no, I can't but... believe that it was just. It, if you're having Halliday on to me. It seems as though he's going to intercept passes in front of the back for, you know... He does all the dirty work. We should be chasing the three points. Why is he? Why
0: was he still on the park for so long? For me, though, Herring can do everything Halliday does, but also has that composure and ability to move us forward. And can like,
1: pop up with a goal, whether it be from a set-piece or that like, as well. Yeah,
0: Absolutely, but he's... What hearing is so crucial, and it's why I just don't understand why he's not been allowed to. If the reason is that Oi didn't perform in Air's first in the Air game and like the first half of the Dundee game, and then that's been it. He's not been seen since. If that is the reason, it's I just I physically could not disagree with that more. Peter Haring is still the best player at this club on his day. I don't understand why. You don't play him because, one, in this league, it gives him basically a free nine games to get up to speed for next season where he should be starting in the Premiership for us. But just from, like, a playing perspective, as I said, he's better than Halliday in every single facet of his game. In both tough tackle... He's stronger than Halliday. He's smarter than Halliday. Halliday's a fucking idiot. Like, that's... We're meant to have brought in Andy Halliday to get in the minds of people and be, like, the Scott Brown equivalent. He's not... Willie Gibson had him at Queen of the South and that was just emblematic of the whole season. But also what he does, when he's partnered with Irving, which I'd like to see, is it gives Irving that creative outlet to just be able to go forward and not bomb forward, like that's more Mac job, which is why I'd like to see them as a three. But it gives Andy creative licence to take a few more risks. Because hearing can just go, no, you're fine, I'm sat in front of this back four. I'm, I'm you could keeping... be Sean and whatever. Yeah. yeah, absolutely.
1: Do you do you think Big Pete is our best player on his day?
0: Yeah, on his day, I think. I think the only other player that could come close to it is Boyce, but we obviously haven't really seen Herring and Boyce play together ever, really.
1: I I can't tell you who our best player is. My, my answer is probably Craig Gordon.
0: Gordon, that's what how, I mean. That's how can like, our best
1: player be our goalkeeper?
0: <laughs> I would say Boyce. I would say Boyce and Gordon both impact the game arguably as much as each other.
1: Yeah, I'd fully go if you know on. That. I mean, yeah, yeah, if you know what I
0: mean. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But, because this is the thing, if you said you've got a spine of Craig Gordon, John Suter, Peter Herring and Liam Boyce, I'd be delighted with that. <laughs> Again, and currently... No, no go on. We only miss one part of that puzzle, but inexplicably we're playing as if we're missing two parts of it. Do
1: you know, I mean, you saying that, it's, that's nearly a perfect five-a-side team, but it still misses that creative
0: influence, no? It does, but that's what I mean. So then you just play Irving alongside Herring. So you've got that spine, and then coming off it, you've got Kingsley and Smith, and then as you go a wee bit forward, you've got Irving in the middle, Mac driving forward, and enough boys, you can play a partner.
1: Honestly, it's, it, it, it actually... It baffles me how this group of players have now recorded three games without a win in a division that we believe we are better than. You know, it's like, I've spoken about the the perceived playing budget, the array of supposed talent that we have, the facilities available to us. I, I cannot, for the life of me, put my finger on why we are, and I don't want to even say continuing to struggle because we're unbeaten in six, but it's, yeah. but it's three wins and three draws, which could easily be Four and two, five
0: and one, or six from six? Well, we did get a draw from later on in that first half. Aaron McInef played a horrific free kicking from a dead ball, and then the ball bobbled and bounced to him, and he played a fantastic ball in that was nodded down by Halkett. Very much a striker's finish by Boyce, which I initially didn't celebrate as I was like, He was offside there. Yeah, I thought he was as well. Yeah, I was like, there's no way this is getting given. But it's a fantastic call from the linesman, as he is onside, fair play. And we get back in it. That is now Liam Boyce, one goal away from matching Osmond Sow's record in the Championship last season. And theoretically, if he does it this weekend against Dundee, he will have done it in six games quicker. How good is he?
1: Wow. Very, very good, and uh, this comes back to the the two up top because you you could see it earlier on in the season, and I was convinced that he needed a partner to create space. But you dread to think where we would be without me. Eh? Like really, I was,
0: that that was actually more the better question. Where would we be without Liam Boyce? Because that is now in the last four games three of them he has been the only goal scorer and out of nine possible points that we could have lost he's salvaged seven jeez
1: it, well and uh, between him and Jamie Walker recently we'd be yeah. up shit creek I'd, even even the sort of chances between goals like we could have easily been two down as well how Shane Sutherland doesn't score following that um, scramble in the box I'll never know yeah. And our only real chance, you know, we're on about sort of not creating chances till late on. The first half hour we were dreadful, but the only sort of chance before the equaliser that we had uh, was a a Pepescu header from a corner where he he makes a brilliant run, but ultimately should score. But can we stop
0: doing this? Why do we keep aiming for him at corners? (laughs) See, in a second, I, I kind of, I can kind of understand it in the first half, even though Halkett is right there and has scored hunters for us, most notably from corners, but in the second half when we had Nandwele we kept aiming for Mihai It's as so though we're desperate to get him like a first goal or whatever, eh? It's, it's mad. It's, we're treating him like a striker who needs to get that first goal before kicking on. It's
1: uh, you could even hear his frustration in the in the one that sailed out the first half, Um but I, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I thought our goal was pretty fortunate because Macanef initially tries to shoot and score, and then it's. I mean, it is a great ball in, but it, there's fortune with it coming back to him. I don't care what anybody says.
0: Do you not oh, say so? Of course, absolutely. But it just is. It's almost more exciting, and I like it more <laughs> that he was rubbish from a dead ball scenario. But when the ball is like moving fast and coming towards him at speed he somehow improved Well, and listen, got even better. Well, listen,
1: <laughs> if he had both, he wouldn't be here. He'd be at a much higher level. True. So <laughs> there is a reason why he plays
0: for Hearts and not higher up. That is definitely true. However, let's focus on him because I feel like he has been one of the few bright spots of the last three games.
1: Totally agree. Yeah, I, I, I really like the look of him and doesn't seem to be scared to take on possession. He was even filling in at right back at some stage, like later on in the game, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, no, just I, I really like him. Good, good bit of energy in there, and his range of passing I don't think's as bad as maybe I've I've seen some shouts. So yeah, I'd, he and Irving would be an interesting pair for me in the middle of the park. Mm-hmm. I'd quite like to see that um, at the weekend, but again, I I think the best thing about him is probably this versatility in that he can sit in front of the back four, but in my eyes, he's better pushed further up.
0: Definitely. There was a moment in the game that I was just like, oh, I like you. Because we had a free kick in the first half that Kingsley took, and there was such a big build-up. It was like, I think because I was listening to Laurie's commentary, and Laurie and Rob were like, well, he's got a couple of goals from this position. He's done very well. And maybe he'll find it, and he hits the wall. And it was rubbish. And then about 25 minutes later, we get a free kick in the second half in a roughly similar position. And Kingsley kind of goes to pick up the ball. And McAdeff picks it up and doesn't even look at Kingsley and just takes it himself. And I was like, I like that. I like that he's only been here a week or something. It feels like he's only been here a week. And he's already got the confidence to be like, nah, I'm doing this. Was that where it
1: was kind of on the left-hand side but it favoured the right footer and in-swinger yes. rather than... Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean now. Yeah, I just... I, I, I like him. Really, really like him. Um, And again, just hope that we can find a, a wee partner for him, to
0: be fair. Absolutely. Well, another man that I've, on this podcast, mentioned how much I like. Armand Nanoulet, really, he came on again. Uh, he's still not up to full fitness as Robbie has detailed. However, again... I just thought he provided something different and there was one moment where I can't remember who it was, but he took out the the Inverness player, our player, and got the ball cleanly in a defensive tackle in our own half.
1: Yeah, he seems to be uh, seems to be a, <laughs> I was going to say a nuisance in both boxes, but he's, he's a help, obviously, defensively, and offensively it just, it seems like the best yet to come as well, which is really encouraging. Um, there was a couple opportunities he had later on. There's one where he's, he takes a, a lovely spin and evades his marker and he sort of drags it looking for the far post. And how somebody doesn't slide in late on, it, it, honestly, from an offensive you know perspective, they can't assume that it's goal bound. I think anybody sliding in gets any sort of decent contact and we nick yet another, you know. Largely undeserved three points, but it just... Yeah, I think a just, part of It just is seems the, a real nuisance for, for opposition defenders, definitely.
0: After that, you see Boyce turn to him and shout at him as Nandewale is shouting back at Boyce. And I think Boyce's point is, is that Nandewale didn't cross it, but he also didn't shoot. so He's it just was kind it of in the
1: mixer, isn't he? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of too fast for a cro- for a cross because Boyce is desperately trying to get it but it's going too fast but it's not on target for a shot so Boyce is kind of going pick one if you're going to play a boy don't shoot it at us kind of thing
1: but but I but I actually think he's done the right thing there and just chucking Same. it in and see, and see what yeah. happens you know I I feel as though Boyce and there's somebody else that slides in at the back stick I don't know if it's like I, G- I can't remember Gary, who it McKay, is. Stephen I, or somebody I think it
0: might be Gary yeah but it's just, you know,
1: why not gamble and just take that chance? It just... I don't know. But for for the most part, I mean, that would have been a real smash and grab,
0: which would have been hilarious for the most part. It would have been. You've actually just mentioned someone who I totally forgot about, but was this probably Gary Mackay stevens best outing for us so far?
1: I'm, I'm glad that you were going to say so, because, yeah, for, for me it definitely was, yeah, 100%. It just... I wouldn't say looked his former self, but seemed willing to take on opposition players. I, I feel as though he and Stephen Kingsley will be a really nice partnership down the left-hand side. I just hope that it comes to fruition because, you know, it, this was a signing that I was really on board with, GMS. Um, and for the most part, he has underwhelmed so far. But yeah, just seemed to be willing to really willing to drive willing to make sort of make stuff happen yeah and just hopefully hopefully he can provide the service to to Boyce or Nanduley or whoever and hopefully gets you know sufficient service himself because I I do believe that he can contribute for us and to be honest if he were to use this what, what is it the remaining nine games you say yeah if he uses this as a sort of pre-season for the premiership then that's fine, that's totally cool with me
0: I agree I think um, I, I sometimes speak about them, everybody knows that Newcastle are my English team and um, in 2015-16 when Newcastle were relegated to the championship they signed uh, Christian Atsu oh, honking and um, he, he really disappointed in the championship, however that first season back up in the premiership, 16-17 he was really good for them he, um, he played something like 25 games and had like 6 goals and 9 assists or something like that like a decent a decent return for a wide player and I remember a lot of Newcastle fans particularly my mate who is from Newcastle he was just like, it's weird it is almost as if he is playing better in the higher division and I kind of feel it that way about GMS where I think he'll get more space in behind so he'll be able to do those runs
1: yeah, I, I, I could see that. Again, it's sort of... I don't know. I, do you feel as though when we get promoted, maybe this sort of ties into what you're saying, do you feel as though when we get promoted, opposition will look at us as sort of like a I don't want to say an easy touch per se,
0: but like under sort of underestimate us? Yes, but not in the mentality side of it. I don't think they'll go into any game... Anyone in that league will go into a game going, oh, it's hard, that's easy. What I think they'll go into a game is going, we can get something from this. So, won't sit in near... Because every single team in this league, we're their cup final. So they just sit in, massively sit in, we'll try and play balls in over the top and just try and nick a point. That'll be their base aim. And then if they go ahead, it's like, right, try and get these three points, but a draw we'll still take. Whereas in the top fight, I don't think that'll be... There won't be that attitude where it'll be banks of 4-5-1 or just complete flat 5-4-1 and stuff like that. I think teams will play. And that's where we've done best this season. We've played Celtic and Hibs and they were two of our best performances because they were teams that came at us. It was very similar to the way Stendhal worked, where we seemed to perform better as we record this as the one-year anniversary of us beating Rangers in the Cup. We were we played better against teams that had a go because Stendel's style of football was just constantly attacking. So you were able to get in behind teams like Celtic, Rangers, Hebs, Aberdeen, and stuff like that. But against teams like St Mirren, Hamilton, St Johnston, who were really stuffy and would sit in and soak up pressure, it was really hard. So that's why I think certain players who, like Gary Mackay Stephen, who perhaps this season won't look as good, I'm kind of going to wait until next season to judge them, because I think they will be able to have a better emphasis. And I know some people will go, well, why aren't you doing that for Andy Halliday? And it's like, because Andy Halliday's position and job won't change when you, we're in the premiership.
1: You've literally just nicked my exact train of thought. I was going to ask, are you going to file Andy Halliday in that category? That's a no.
0: No, because his job is going to stay the exact same. The The thing that will change is the style of play. We'll, it'll be more open, hopefully, and wi- it'll benefit wingers. It'll, it won't really affect... Tough tackling, and I use all the quotations in the fucking world to describe Andy Howdy as tough tackling. Centre to midfielders.
1: Be interested to see if he's uh, if he's on open goal this week.
0: Right. I, this is the thing. Right. Let's talk about that because we've never covered it.
1: We, we haven't. haven't. I think it's primarily because we don't want to get shot down
0: or, or shoot down another podcast. So, but well, we no. don't. But also, but this is the thing, right? I, I don't really listen to Open Goal. Um, I do religiously. I, I, I love it. Yeah, you're a you're a big fan. I don't. I just don't like. I like um, Kevin Kyle. I I just What's personally don't kid? like the humor, and I, I just don't like how it's very dominated by the old firm. I just don't care about that. That's However, uh huh. Go on. A a lot of people. D- mm, is it a lot of people? Loud minorities maybe on Twitter. The Harps dads. The Hearts Daz is a good way of summarising it because they're probably of that age range as well, Um, are are unhappy with the fact that Andy Halliday underperforms on a Saturday, then on Monday he's on the Open Goal podcast having a laugh, being really excited and happy about Rangers and how well they're doing, and occasionally laughing about things that happen during our games and stuff like that.
1: While sort of dismissing our games for the most part, you, you know it gets asked a couple of questions by Sai but that's really as far as it goes
0: Absolutely, and that, as I say that is the reason I don't listen to it because I'm, I I prefer other avenues to get social media I, I prefer View from the Terrace and stuff like that because I, I just like that it's more all-encompassing. However I have quite strong opinions on this subject, but I'll come to you first do you either care about Halliday being an open goal or doing it's kind of more of a discussion about his media appearances in general because he's also been on sports and stuff like that um if you do care why and do you think it matters to his playing ability
1: you know it's a funny one because i discussed it um on the the talk Scottish football championship show with with my mate Dave, who's a Dunfermline fan, and he asked me about it. Do you know? I'm not I'm, I'm not really that bothered. I think because he made a great point in that if you play in Scotland, you're not really set for life unless you're at sort of the old firm, and even then, to an extent, you're not really. Um, so I I don't mind that he's got other avenues. You know. I just see it as him discussing football with his mates. The bugbear for me, the only real one that I've got, the only real annoyance that I've got, is if he doesn't perform at the weekend and is then on their sort of... I don't know, the the whole stuff with kind of Willie Gibson, that annoyed me. Because ultimately, he was poor against Queens and had no right to really slag Willie Gibson off... given for the most part... he was dominated by him... in that match... along with... you know... countless others... my gripe... is kind of... this is not anything... towards open goal per se... but if Andy Haldy was a Rangers player... there's absolutely no way... that he'd be on that every week... and... I don't know whether... the club have been... sort of too soft in that regard... or... whether the club don't really care... but... to me... He's their employee, and I know that there'll obviously be, you know, clauses within his contract. And for his own sake, he's not going to, he's hardly going to turn around and slag off Hearts. But it just seems as though Rangers are sort of his main focus, despite still being a Hearts player. Do you get that same feeling?
0: I don't know, is the answer to that question. I don't know if he's prioritising Rangers over... Does it annoy you like that he's that. on there? I could not give a shit. <laughs> Andy Halliday is rubbish, whether or not he goes an open goal. It doesn't affect his performance, as some suggest. Because no. it's not like if he sat on his arse at home, just silently getting angry about the result, then he'd suddenly be good. Likewise, if we do really well and he goes on speaking about us, it doesn't suddenly make him play even better. Like, I just... And again, this is... We were speaking to the some individuals from the This Is My Story podcast during the week... Uh, sorry, over the weekend. About media, and about the way football fans and pundits consume media. I personally have never understood the obsession with interviews with either managers or players. I don't care what they say at all, I never care if they're positive or negative, I I literally could not care less, because it's not genuine, it's it's different to what they think, and a lot of the anger towards Andy Halliday, as you just suggested there, was like, when he has a laugh about the Willie Gibson stuff, or he, he focuses more on Rangers doing well than us and stuff like that, whereas my opinion is just... I, I don't care what else to say because he would be doing it in his own house. Obviously, not just now in the current circumstances with his mates, but he would be texting his mates, be on the phone to his mates, speaking about it. Why is it different just that we're seeing it? Like, it just, for me, I just don't get it. Like, who cares? I can understand when, like, some people will be like, if we got beat by Hibs in that semi final, right? And he was on it laughing after it. I'll get that because it's a derby. But I think you would get that with any Hearts fan about any Hearts player doing anything in the media so soon after a derby defeat. Much like you would have any fan. It's not just a thing to us. I just don't. I just think it's very much an argument of people who are against this new wave of footballer and media. And as you were saying there, it is a justified point that playing in Scotland does not guarantee you for life. He's clearly good at punditry. Whatever you'd call it. He's good at I'd, podcasting. I quite like talking. listening to him, to be honest. Yeah, like, he's better at that than he is at football. So, like, he's got that going for him. Why doesn't he just stop being a footballer and go and do that full time? <laughs> just retire at 29 or whatever he is. Is that how? Is that He can't be that young. I
1: think, Surely I think no. he's about 29 there, is he not?
0: Oh, he's going uh, to be here for years.
1: No, he's only signed a two-year contract. It, anyway, oh, I I, I, fuck for I, that. I, I was going to ask you a couple of questions, because I was going to ask you firstly, what do you make of him streaming? Because I've obviously hopped into a couple of your streams on Twitch, and I asked him whether he'd like to come on Perth Paisley on one of his Twitch streams. Um, I, I, I I discovered it by accident. I didn't even know that he was doing it, because I was tuning in to my pal Ryan, who's a Celtic fan. Um, he plays kind of football manager and other stuff and I was tuned into one of his streams and just conveniently saw in like the recommended channels tab down the bottom left a Mm holiday and I thought surely not had a little sort of opened up another tab to have a wee look and right enough there he is playing FIFA or Call of Duty or whatever so I I wanted to ask you about that and secondly I mean fair play (laughs) but do you get the impression that again if and when we get promoted that the club might I don't want to say rein it in but he feels these appearances are then less frequent.
0: Well, particularly streaming, I think that's really harsh. No, if it was no, no. Stream. Of
1: course, I mean, I mean, on Open Goal, like I maybe, mean, and and sports sound and whatever. Because uh, we're saying Open Goal, or I'm saying Open Goal. Stephen Naismith and Craig Gordon have been on sports scenes just, just about, every I was other just about weekend. Just to say that, so I was just
0: about to be say that never gets the attention that Halliday does and it is because Halliday's been I mean Naismith has not been good this season but Naismith has more kind of goodwill from Hearts fans because of the seasons he's been here and he's the well club he- captain at the end of the day I suppose absolutely and he he isn't as known for being a Rangers daft guy or anything <laughs> like that whereas Halliday's kind of entire brand is that he is a Rangers fan um, I, I don't know obviously It might be a thing that they've said to Halliday, listen, you can do open goal while we're in the championship, but when we go up, you can't do it. I just don't care, but that's because I don't think... I think you're giving Andy Halliday too much credit to suggest that his performances are affected by his podcasting. (laughs) You don't think it'll have an effect anyway? No, I just think he's rubbish, and he could do anything, and it wouldn't affect it.
1: I'm convinced we're yet to see the best from him. Least I, think, a I think you're so. right
0: because the best was five years ago. Wow. So we're never going to see the best because we don't have time travel. Wow. Do you not even, However, feels, do you not even feel no, so... No, the, no, I was about to move on but you're still... What is What is what? No, what is say, this argument for Andy Howdy <laughs> going to be? No,
1: I was going to say for the bigger clashes I feel like you'll be alright. And I feel like he's one of those that might, that might thrive off the crowd. He's he's spoken I about that beforehand. No,
0: that's that's not a good enough excuse. No, like,
1: I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not for one minute suggested that because tight castles. He, cool sec- <laughs> he can only do it in front of twenty plus thousand. No, I don't know. It's an interesting one. Maybe maybe we should gauge other people's responses. But then I feel like I feel like that could be a lot of abuse being fired my way. And to be honest, I'm not got the emotional um, but the emotional strength say that. for that. Just yet. You
0: say that I get loads of abuse for insulting Halliday, so there is a camp of people. Oh well, I don't know what's wrong da- with it. Tweet Daniel <laughs> your abuse with, with your thoughts <laughs> regarding Halliday. I'm not because people's main argument is that I single him out. And my point is he's part of currently a side that is doing the lev- It's currently meeting the expectation kind of expectation that has been set out before the, uh, the start of the season win this league the squad is currently doing it however it's not doing it in the way that Hearts fans want so they're naturally going to pick out and people will say to me for example I got this tweet to me on Friday night why don't you get annoyed at Naismith as much now Naismith infuriates me this season but I've got years of backed up love for Stephen Naismith over the past few years where he was our player of the year he scored that goal against Hibbs and stuff like that like he has I have memories associated with Stephen Naismith of positivity I Halliday's don't have a single po- I, Halliday has done nothing that makes me go yes get in Andy Halliday like what, I have nothing attached to him
1: but my my attachment with Stephen Naismiths, I don't want to say he's ruining his legacy so to speak but oh, I just I just find myself becoming so infuriated with him And I love Stephen Naismith, I really do. He's been a breath of fresh air virtually since he joined the club. He was exactly what we needed at the time, but now I just feel as though it's more a hindrance than a help, to be honest. I think he's a
0: good impact sub,
1: much like Walker. As as do I, but nothing more than that. I mean, I I could not believe that he was actually given the nod on Friday night. And I know you're going to say with the Walker stuff, but...
0: I couldn't believe he was given an odd either, but I just wouldn't have played Walker. I would have played F in his position. I right? felt as though so Jamie I was Walker has done enough
1: role. to earn a start, personally.
0: I just, I just personally don't want to see Jamie Walker start at all this season, because he's been awful whenever he has, and he's been arguably one of our best players when he's come off the bench. Now, I will say, he was hopeless when he came on on Friday. He did nothing. Well, this- his first thing was that he passed it straight back to an Inverness player. This is what I was going to ask. Do you feel as though coming
1: off the bench he's got that incentive to prove that he can sort of contribute in a way if that makes sense? Yeah. It's not like it's not like if he's chucked in from the start and all the onus is on him to create... You know what? I, I don't know whether it's... He, he obviously can cope with the pressure of playing for Hearts. But maybe it's a sort of... I don't know. The, ch- the chance to be a hero off the bench appeals to him
0: more or... Do you know what I'm trying to say? Absolutely. I just, I just also think the style of player he is, he works better as an impact sub, particularly in this league, where it's someone who'll drive, someone who has fresher legs and stuff like that. And because the problem is, Jamie has never had pace. Even when he was young, he never had pace. That was more Nicholson than King. He was just kind of the more technical player. And as he's got older, he's, he's lost whatever pace he had because of his injuries. Um, so... When you bring him on as an impact as a sub, it kind of negates that barrier because the players around him are knackered, so they're kind of at his base level of pace. <laughs> so he then is like on equal footing with them and can is more switched on. Like players who've been playing for seventy minutes might miss a wee turn that he does, as we saw against Dunfermline, against Morton. He gets himself into a good position that maybe would have been picked up in the first twenty minutes of the game or something like that. I just feel both Walker and Naismith's best roles are just now in the team as impact subs and I feel that you can't do that with both of them. So one of them is either going to be sacrificed or you have to force them into the starting 11 just to plan to bring somebody else on in the 65th, 70th minute.
1: Interesting. uh, hmm.
0: I'm not saying that's a good system. I'm saying that's the system we currently have. (laughs) That's,
1: that's fair enough. Do you think? What are you sort of wanting to see? I don't know. Walk, that was never really an issue for, for walking in his first sort of spell, though.
0: It wasn't, so, but he's older and has no knees now. I, I don't know. I, like,
1: <laughs> do, you know what's, do you know what's funny? I was thinking about this earlier on as we were talking. <laughs> do you remember the episode that we did with, with Cammy? And we were mm-hmm. going through sort of our season predictions and whatever. And I said, I was thinking about Walk-
0: earlier because currently I'm spot on.
1: I, well, <laughs> I said that JV Walker would be our Player of the Year. I'm also trying to think about the amount of games that we'd predict that the Hearts would win, draw, and lose. I'd be astounded if them. any of us are anywhere near it. I think Cami had the most losses out the out the trio of us. So. And we
0: mocked them we, we we, we, for it as well. I know.
1: We, we've we got to get them back on. on once, about once, once the league's wrapped up, we'll get them back on and we can just go through it.
0: I absolutely have it somewhere. Like, I don't know where I have it, but I've absolutely a note. got... I did. I definitely did. I just can't mm. mind. It just mm. doesn't help that I can't remember when exactly that podcast actually... Oh, I've got it. I've got it. Right. So... Play- <laughs> do, so,
1: we, 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 we'll, we'll come to the we'll come to you know the the crunch stuff with him, but there's bound to be some shockers. What what's the worst shout? Just give us the worst shout out, out the lot, and it's bound to be one of mine.
0: Player of the season, Jamie Walker. <laughs> no, actually, actually, I know what it is. Oh, Adam, all years are a nightmare, mate. <laughs> all years are so bad. Breakout player. Do you remember who you said?
1: Oh, I know who I said. I think. Who is? Is it somebody that's currently rotting because they're out on loan and they and yeah. they can't play? Um, Chris Hamilton, I think I said was it, it is Chris Hamilton. Yeah. In fairness, that was before his loan move, the first loan
0: move. True. But, also, yeah. Adam mm. amount of losses two we've already surpassed. <laughs> Did I only say two? <laughs> say <said> two losses. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I said like three or four. Oh dear! No, you said two, but oh, anyway, anyway, we'll get to that at a later date. However, finally, we do have—I can't believe we managed to stretch all that conversation out over fifty minutes.
1: Well, funnily enough, this is one of the sides that we lost to.
0: Oh God, I—I <laughs> could take on again. It's also at the venue that we battered them and had one of our best performances. As inexplicably still, James McPake's Dundee. Arrives at Town Castle. Before I we get into that, yeah. how is James McPeak still Dundee manager?
1: I I believe I tweeted something uh, similar to that at the weekend. I mean, they drew two all the way at Morton. They've got Inverness, I think, at Dens uh, the night that this gets released Tuesday night. So that'll be interesting. Neil McCann heading back to Dens, maybe come back to haunt on, oh, uh, Dundee. In so, um, but yeah, they're they are they are struggling Albion. I mean, they are miles off it. They might I mean they've got games in hand on, on Queen of the South and in fairness they seem to be the new Inverness and in that they never play. Um but when they do they are rank rotten. So naturally I'm expecting them to grab at least a point at <laughs> Castle. Oh at the yeah, weekend. of course.
0: We're not gonna win. But <laughs> I will I would just like to quickly say something actually. Uh, at the weekend I tweeted saying that I don't understand Dundee and Dunfermline fans are laughing at us as yes we're rubbish but if we're rubbish what does that say about those two teams and I know and somebody was like well a Dundee fan was like well we've got three games in hand so therefore what happens if we win all them and I was like okay fine I'll entertain that for a second let's say you win all three games I don't think they win they will win all three games in hand there's still nine points. even there's still nine points off us Exactly, and they were meant to be the
1: closest challengers. I think. I think it's worse from a Dundee perspective.
0: Absolutely, Dunfermline can at least go well. Nobody really expected us to challenge Hearts, but Dundee, James, and Pete, given it all that, was like they're not that good a squad. We'll be able to compete with them. And right now, as we record this, they are eighteen points behind us.
1: Yeah, with with the three games in hand. Which, and to be honest, if you were looking at it. Do you really fancy them against Inverness on Tuesday night at home? Nah. Probably not. Then they've got... Then they're away to us. Away to Dunfermline, which is massive. Um, and then our both at home. Our both are on a wee bit of a run as well. So, this is before they slap us 3-0 at the weekend thanks to a Jason Cummings hat trick.
0: Oh, it's going to be 6-2 the other way round. Like, absolutely. But, yes... We do have Dundee, the Town Castle. I um, ask you this every week and we kind of get the same thing, but what would you like to see? Two up front.
1: Two up front, two up front, two up front. I'd like to see... In
0: what formation?
1: <laughs> You're going to hate me. I'd like to see us go
0: 4-4-2. Right, I'm fine with that as long as you give me a good reasoning. Well, not a good reasoning, but a good succinct... Four in midfield. Who are you playing in that midfield? Right. Sound. So, Gordon and goal. Back four. We've went back as, to Gordon. As, as, <laughs> as... Who are you playing in midfield? Craig no, Gordon. No, back four is mean.
1: standard. Just to obviously get us there.
0: Well, 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 well.
1: Oh, you're going to suggest standards. like harring at centre half or something. No, all
0: I'm all I'm saying is it's not going to be standard. Regardless if he plays a four.
1: Oh, because of Michael Smith, of course. We
0: don't have Michael Smith, Probably. Oh, we don't great. know, but probably
1: we don't. Oh, I forgot all about that. Ah, oh. 3 5 2! Come oh. on! <laughs> he's not gonna go 3 5 2. He's no, not. he's gonna pay
0: um he's gonna play Pepeski right back, which he said he will do. Oh. And either move Kingsley So I think he'll move Kingsley across and AD White will play left back.
1: Well I'd rather that than see Bera come back in.
0: Right, okay, so
1: Right Right, well this has made a right mess. So Gordon go. AD White left back Kingsley and Halkett in the middle good right back we'll just go with that oh god this is going to be horrendous GMS on the left deserves to keep his place Andy Irving and Aaron McInef in the middle
0: I thought you were going to right mid next and when you went Andy Irving I was like he's lost the plot no. he's just, he doesn't understand football <laughs> don't, anymore
1: don't want a single sort of sitting midfielder or a defensive minded central midfielder because we're against Dundee who quite frankly are rank rotten at the back um, I know they're sort
0: of decent going forward but I was about to say though that, that, isn't, the the, that isn't the issue there, you create an issue for our defence with not having a whole well, midfielder well guess
1: what, it's... It's, it's going to be raining goals in Gorgie how about that <laughs> Um, oh, who the hell does I start on the right this is my point Oh God!
0: Oh, I really don't know. <laughs> no point.
1: I'll, do you know what? I'll keep casting here. I'll give him a chance. Give him a chance. It's too He's early to write him man off.
0: than me. It's
1: it's too early, and then Nandile no, I the Boys up front, I agree with. It. Well, guess what? Uh, three, five, two. No. Oh, what are you going? I'm
0: breaking out a diamond. Ooft. Oh. A narrow
1: diamond. Wow. So, so,
0: so you said, no. So you
1: said to me <laughs> earlier on that GMS is that his best game in Maroon so far, but you're going to drop him. No. Oh, top of the diamond. Top of the diamond in the ten. Oh, I like it. Go on then and so, enlighten us with the rest of your team. Yeah, Gordon I mean, goals. It, it makes no no difference because he's not going to select either <laughs> of our teams. But just... it's
0: going to be four two three oh, one. Oh, of, <laughs> of course it is. Of course
1: it is but on you go, sorry but, uh,
0: just for the laugh Gordon and goals Aidy White, Kingsley Hal Kip, as a back four Peter fucking Haring as a holding in mid Mack and, and Irving as a two GMS as a ten Boyce and Anderle I quite like the sound of that gives you protection because Haring's there McInniff and, and Irving can drift wider, not go out wide, but just go wider, and it allows. I mean, Popescu just fucking runs about anyway so he can just run about up the right hand side. The, Ad White is class at attacking.
1: The, this would have been a better system for Smith as well. The way this is why it's annoying. It would
0: have been. I would have loved, if Smith can play. Yeah. Then the the narrow diamond works even better. Yeah, hundred
1: percent <laughs> like, agree. But he's, he's never going to cite that. I mean, I know he's talked about sort of a four, one, three, two diamond, in essence. Though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we
0: changed it in the second, in the first half, and we scored and looked good.
1: And then instantly goes back, and you're like, oh, thanks.
0: I d- honestly, I just think a narrow diamond could work. Even at least try. I-, I think at home is the best time to try it as well. Mind you. We
1: spoke about defensive vulnerability. If if the fullbacks are converting to wingbacks and pushing up, are, you, are are you suggesting that Harring then drops back and whatever? Yeah, it just
0: yeah. it allows Her- Harring to just drop back into a three. All right, I, I see what you're saying. See, I've got this all figured out. Why has he not done it yet? Oh God! Every week I come onto this, offering different formations with different styles of play. It's almost as if Robbie Nielsen doesn't listen to this. <laughs> you don't say. I know, unbelievable.
1: Absolute disgrace. For that, he should be sacked alone.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Can I trouble you for a score prediction?
1: You can, but I've got no idea what I'm going to say. (laughs) Um, Bog standard, we've got to win. We've got to win. 2 1 hearts
0: interesting, because despite everything I've just said, I was going to go with the same scoreline but to Dundee
1: oh, You, oh, well I, I'm sighing, but this is reverse psychology from you, innit
0: no, Well, I hope it is but I legitimately <laughs> think we will get beat
1: Oh mate, I, I swear if we lose to Dundee at Tynecastle, Castle the torches will be out oh, I will not be impressed, they are rotten absolutely rotten
0: Osman So coming home Jason Cummings coming kind of home coming back to the hell fortress as well it's a a respite they're going to get one each
1: and Charlie Adam battering whoever we've got oh fuck
0: I forgot (laughs) about him and all oh what a right he's got to score definitely or get an assist he's got to contribute to a goal
1: yeah yeah his his record's ridiculous
0: but anyway oh wait though Wait. I've just thought of the perfect story. Uh-huh. Go on. Liam Boyce gets a brace and breaks Osmond so's record as Osmond so is on the park. Brilliant. I'm also going two one hearts. Liam Boyce brace. Come on.
1: Oh, we're definitely getting beat now.
0: <laughs> oh, where's the I was I was like, yes, optimism. Come on, and you just fucked no, on your team. No, there's
1: absolutely no way. when we give give these predictions I don't think we've ever been right in the history of these predictions (laughs) so there's no way that lightning will strike twice, all the stars will align and we'll both be absolutely bang on, it it just doesn't happen
0: that would be interesting actually, if anyone has just nothing better to do and go and back and listen to, <laughs> and like, go back and listen to your podcast for this season and see if either one of us have ever got a score right
1: those slavery bastards on Pertie Paisley said no
0: milk <laughs> <laughs> some folk right will do that and get annoyed at us that we didn't get it right brilliant I, I saw somebody today on kickback say that Smith should be first at the door and Boyce has been poor this season
1: no, th- this is why I, I left Kickback a long time ago.
0: This is the thing, right? You might be a Nielsen apologist. You might be a Nielsen out. You might be in the middle. I think we can all... Everybody on Twitter can collectively come together and say at least we're as bad as Kickback.
1: Well. <laughs> no, Maybe you can. <laughs> Do you know what? But, this, this is the thing. See, when you get folk that you are know, like oh, I'd love to be on the podcast. I'm like, well, I've not asked you for a specific reason Yeah. Wow. Uh, no. Adam's
0: shooting. No. Adam's shooting. <laughs> no. I'm not being a part of this. <laughs> no. And I was not warned about this either. No.
1: This is just to like a select, a select few I've folks. I've stepped
0: to... back from the mic. I'm getting <laughs> further away. Adam, this is your time <laughs> to shine and bury people. Go no. for
1: it. it. I've only been asked by a, a select few and I'm just like, nah.
0: Not, well, now they not know yet. who they are because well, of their select few, so they're going to be listening to this, and Adam hates you. That's the message. No, I've,
1: I've, got, I've got folk that I'd like to get on. And
0: and some folk that you definitely no. don't want to have <laughs> and, on at the if,
1: same time. And if some folk were to, I don't know, to just rein it in a little bit, then they might get asked on. Wow. And that's what I'm trying to say. Wow.
0: Well, listen. I would just like to put it on record that I love each and every one of our listeners. You're all welcome on. Let's. Ha- we average just under five hundred listeners. Let's just have a five hundred listener Zoom call.
1: Oh, once there's no danger my Wi-Fi could cope with that.
0: You you have your wi your Wi-Fi can't cope with our Zoom call. Half the you time.
1: you have it you have it in my place. This is this this could be my punishment week for what I've just come out with. I I love the pair to be easily listeners, but I've just slated some of them. So this could be my week off, and you can invite five hundred of your heart pals, <laughs> and you can have some mass discussion about how we've drawn one all at home to Dundee.
0: And on that shocking note, Adam just, episode 34, it's, the draws have got to him. Adam's turned on the fan base. It's all happening. However, thank you very much for listening. You've probably turned off by this point out of disgust that you've been targeted by Mr. Kennedy. However, you have been listening to the Petipasic podcast. You can get us on all good podcasting platforms. Please leave us a review. On your platform of choice, it massively helps. You can also listen to this on YouTube as well if you want to look at an image for an hour and five minutes. Whatever you want to do. If you want to give abuse to Adam and call him out, as he has called you out on his platform, Adam, how can they do that?
1: They can do that on any social network of their choice at Adam T. Kendall. And for the record, I do want to say that I love each and every one of you, regardless of your opinions. That's why we all Discuss Hearts. We all have different opinions. We're all a big collective family and we all want the best. That's why, it you know,
0: we differ. What about yourself, mate? I'm going to edit that final bit to you saying I hate all Hearts fans. <laughs> <laughs> However, I am at Macaig the Mark. We'll be back next week with all the fallout from the dundee game we've also got a segment that we're going to be introducing that's going to be a good discussion point so we will all see you that was a that was a pathetic woo i need more excitement no that
1: that was a mysterious woo like a
0: woo (laughs) right and on that note we'll see you next time keep the faith mother jites